1: Hey! <laughs> I'm sweating. I'm nervous. Yeah, now
0: you're nervous. I knew exactly what was going on. <laughs>
1: the other way around. I mean, I, I feel very prepared, but then I felt unprepared for a minute. But well, you're just very put together.
0: You look beautiful. You got makeup on. You're dressed in like normal clothes, still workout clothes, but they're like I can tell that it's not a clothes that you work actually work out in. It's so different. it's different. Same like I have. I'm wearing sweatpants and a sweatshirt, but it's like elevated you know yeah nicer
1: yeah (laughs) I decided since I cannot work out right now for these couple of days that I was gonna just be pretty instead
0: (laughs) yeah I like that that's a good um that's a good what's the word a good trait yeah Yeah, good compromise for not being able to work out because your back hurts that sucks
2: it's
1: yeah it's not it's no bueno that's for sure um the good news is that I I can he well what happened was he said, I know you're gonna spin, um, but it's probably the most okay thing for you right now. Um, as long as your handlebars are up high, which they always are and all the things. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm really thankful, honestly, for the collagen. And actually you had spoken about that on a couple of our episodes as we are going through them. Um mm-hmm. and just if I were not taking the collagen right now, I probably would not be walking. Period. That's that's bad. I mean, I
0: I lived that life. Um, happy to be far, 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 far past that. Yeah, um, yeah. So speaking of collagen, we just closed uh, November, our our biggest <laughs> month of the whole year, yes. and it was. Busy and exciting. Like I was like, how is it not freaking Saturday yet? I'm so exhausted. The week needs to be over. Like it just exhausted me. And normally it's not um, stressful or exhausting. It's just like so fun and exciting. And it was fun and exciting, but it was also yeah. like exhausting because we wait for this month all
1: year, you know.
0: And so yeah,
1: <clears throat> moving talk about it all the time. Our we body do. can't really <clears throat> decipher. And so when it is, I mean it was our biggest month ever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's still not over. Um, <laughs> so there's still that, but it is, it is the over excitement, all of the, you know, awesome things that our, our girls did this month, yeah. all of yeah. the things that they were able to do even in the last, you know, hours of the last days. Yeah. This is just so rewarding for everybody, but, that rewarding can also be exhausting. Um, right, right.
0: Yeah. yeah, I definitely, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even work out normally today. Even just the gym has worn me out this week, um, but <laughs> it's, it's fine. Um, yes. So it is a very exciting day. So it is our 200th episode of Activate.
1: 200.
0: And almost our four-year anniversary. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. So 200th episode, which I'm so <laughs> thankful to Jason because I had no idea, even though it says what number it is right beside the episode. No idea. Yeah,
1: our, um, what is our editor? Our- I say he's,
0: pro- I call it producer. producer. I don't know what he yes, wants to be called.
1: Mean, our producer, not our editor. Yeah. He's been great. And we, We've actually had a lot of growth this year, which is super exciting. But he said, "Hey, ladies, you know, he kind of got us on a call and straightened us out a little bit." Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we just kind of together, actually, with his help as well. Yeah. Pulled like our top episodes, and we went back and divvied them up, and listened, and pulled yeah. a number of clips, and um, so we're we're super excited for this. We've actually kind of wanted to do this at the end of year each year. Yeah. Um, and never quite got it together to to actually do it so
0: I'm yeah for this yeah. so so yeah so that's what you're gonna get today is a compilation of um our top six episodes plus our each of our favorites yeah. um so we pulled clips and we are going to just share those with you so i hope that i'm uh, assuming you're gonna laugh and cry based yeah. on the clips that i've pulled so uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> get ready get ready
1: get ready um and, yeah, we and
0: thank you yeah for your support man 200 episodes and just continued growth it's just so exciting um december is going to look different than normal and you'll see next week what we're talking about but january we're coming back with a bang
1: yeah revamped that's right yep we're Re- super
0: reactivated
1: reactivated <laughs> activating our life that's right so thank you guys right. enjoy this compilation number 34 first up intermittent fasting
0: what i've learned is that you want four hours before you go to bed Mm -hmm. so whatever that looks like for you and then i also love the idea of an 18 hour fast i feel like from what i've read Mm -hmm. 18 hours will give you the best results now i don't know if that's true Mm -hmm. i just know what i've read um but during your period of fasting um your HGH levels skyrocket. So that's human growth hormone, which is responsible for a lot of things like keeping you younger and mm-hmm. being able to be more active and things. Mm-hmm. But it uh, increases as much as five times. Yeah. And so that benefits fat loss and muscle gain, Yeah, which is amazing. I mean, people are looking for ways of getting HGH through, whether it's an <clears throat> injection, which right. I don't think is legal, or there's this new somoderm gel. Yeah. Um, but HGH is huge. Mm-hmm um fasting can actually change the types of bacteria in your gut for the better Mm -hmm. so we are always talking about gut health Steph doesn't know much about that but if you have a question (laughs) ask me (laughs) um your insulin sensitivity improves Mm -hmm. and insulin levels drop dramatically making your stored body fat more accessible Mm
3: -hmm.
4: excuse me
0: um cellular repair happens. So when fasted cells initiate cellular repair processes where the cells can digest and remove old and dysfunctional proteins that build up inside you. Like it's just like, think about like, if your body never gets a chance to do anything besides digest food, it can't do all of these other things Mm -hmm. that it needs to do for you to be running at an optimal level.
1: Yeah. Well, and it takes longer than you Mm. think for your food to actually digest.
0: Right. And so you're able to lose weight and belly fat specifically without uh, consciously restricting your calories. Yes. Uh, The lower blood sugar thing. So this is huge, but it lowers your blood sugar by three to 6% overall, but your fasting levels are decreased by 20 to 31%. So that can help protect you against
1: type two diabetes. Right. And you think about it anytime you get blood work done or anything like that. You have to be fasted.
0: Right. Right. Well, so then also we know that inflammation is a key driver Mm -hmm. to so many chronic illnesses and diseases. Um, Intermittent fasting can help reduce inflammation in your body. Yeah. That's a huge. huge, Yeah.
1: Huge, huge one. Right. Um, It also increases the production of the brain neurotropic growth factor. Mm -hmm. So the protein that promotes neuron growth and protection, making us more resilient in neurological stress.
0: It can reduce bad, your the bad LDL cholesterol. Yeah. Um, so animal studies suggest that intermittent fasting can prevent cancer and protect, protect against Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. which holy smokes. Yeah.
1: Like, I mean, mm-hmm. um, that's the, yeah, that's that whole.
0: Right. So listen to this. So it can actually extend your lifespan. So rats mm-hmm. lived 36 to 83% longer when they practiced intermittent fasting. Yeah. 83 percent longer. Yeah, that's huge. Um, it simplifies your life. You have less preparing, less planning, less cooking, less cleaning. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> it will not slow your metabolism.
1: Contrary to popular belief, it can actually speed it up. Speed up your metabolism. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: uh,
1: if if you're again like if you're doing it right, because like one thing that people. A lot of people think like, oh, I'm fasting. Of course, I'm hungry. Like you should never actually be hungry. You should always make sure that when you are eating in your eating window that you're eating enough to hold you over. Fed (laughs) is
0: the time frame within which your body processes and absorbs the food that you ate. So that's a fed state. Mm -hmm. A fasted state is when your body is not busy processing food. So it takes 12 hours to get into a fasted state. Yes. So that's what people don't understand. Like, oh, I haven't eaten for 10 hours. Well, your body's still working on the food that you ate. So it takes a full 12 hours before your body can even begin to do all those other things. Yes. So that's why 16 to 18 hours is ideal.
1: Yes. And just another thing, which is very interesting and definitely makes sense, is you can intermittent fast forever, um, but what's very important with, also your calories is your macros and adjusting your macros or having different macros you know like you basically you will start to plateau if you're doing the exact same thing forever your body needs that change which right. is actually why your sunday binging is okay. <laughs> it is actually good for your like cuz you're throwing that off or whatever so right. you know when people hit a plateau it's because you have to change up your macros mm-hmm. which is I was going to say too, what people can do is if they want to, um, try it out, I briefly mentioned the crescendo before, but, um, basically what the crescendo fasting is, is that you would, um, fast for two to three non-consecutive days. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, mm-hmm. or Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or whatever. Um, again, you still want to have the 12 to 16 hours cause that's right. the whole point, mm-hmm. Um, on fasting days, do lighter cardio or yoga. Mm-hmm. That's all stuff that's like in the program that I'm doing. They have different style of workouts on our different macro days. Um, but, um, on the non-fasting days, do your hit and strength training. Um, like Kristen said, um, when you are fasting, drink plenty of water, um, co- black coffee, all of those kinds of things. And then after you do that for like two weeks, you can like add another day. You know, add a fourth day or, you know, work up to it instead of trying. I think that's why people fail or people forget like Mm -hmm. you're breaking your fast if you're eating anything. And I know we've said this before, but you got to be so careful with some of the actual diets. What I do love about what we do is like it's I I guess it's a diet, but well, I
0: diet gets a bad rap. But listen, diet is just what you eat. It's your diet. diet. Your lifestyle. Yeah. It's not, it's not, doesn't have to be a restrictive thing. You don't have to be on a diet. Yeah.
1: Your diet is just it's, what yeah, you eat every exactly. day. Yeah. But I, I get worried about the people that like, are like you have to have carbs, especially if All you're I working eat are carbs, if you're working out, like you, you're, that's your fuel. Yeah. So that's the only thing I'm going to say without.
0: Well, so that's how, uh, that's why a high protein, low mm-hmm. carb diet does not work for me. Right. Because I, one, I need that energy, and two, carbs satisfy me. Right. And so I can get through lower calories if I have more carbs. Yeah. But if I'm eating all my calories in chicken, yeah. That's not fulfilling or satisfying. That no. doesn't make my life happy. Well, and like- then it makes you, yeah. You for know, sure. It, and then it doesn't make my family happy because right. I'm angry. then you're hangry. Yeah.
1: Well, and it's hard for me because on the days when I'm on a low carb day, then I have to weigh up my protein and fat. And then I'm like, holy shit, everything I like I mean, your fruit, your yeah, vegetables, everything like, is a carb. Everything uh-huh. that, you, that I typically eat is a carb. Right. And so.
0: Well, and I think people get that messed up too. Yeah. Carbs are not white bread and donuts. Like <laughs> right. carbs are vegetables, fruit. That's all carbs. Yes. I mean, like yes, everything. But veggies have <laughs> some protein and whatever, but they're mostly carbs. Mostly carbs. Yeah. So just carbs are not the devil. Carbs no. are amazing. It's just that you don't want to be eating white
1: bread and mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Well, and that's when people think they're doing pasta. pasta. Right. Like they think they're doing keto and I'm like, no, you're so not all those vegetables you're eating you out or whatever. <laughs> you're yeah. not in a fat, you're, you're not in ketosis. In ketosis, yeah. yeah. So just again, just we'll do your research. So you know, actually what, you're know what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's so many, I mean, I yeah. mean there, anything like you said, this is why it's relevant that we talk about it every single week. <laughs> just think about how many different programs diet, the, it's a something billion dollar industry. Mm-hmm. Like the diet, fitness, whatever mm-hmm. space is, and it's because everybody, it's because 70% of the population is overweight or obese. Mm-hmm.
1: 70%. Which that's is. That's a huge problem. Because of all of the shitty food and chemicals, too. Because
0: of all the ingredients <laughs> that we're allowed to have here yes. in the United States. Like so
1: just start eating clean. Right. Like if you, yeah, you want to do anything, place, just. Yeah. You gotta watch what you're eating. Or even
0: just start with cutting out sugar and this little thing said those extra five to 10 pounds, that place where your body naturally wants to be, that's your life. Mm -hmm. That's your late night pizza with your man, that Sunday morning bottomless brunch, your favorite cupcake in the whole entire world because you wanted to treat yourself. (laughs) Those five to 10 pounds are your favorite memories, your unforgettable trips, your celebrations of life. Mm -hmm. Those extra five to 10 pounds are your spontaneity, your freedom and your love. (laughs)
1: 128 sex and marriage with my friend rose uh this episode was actually incredible there's a lot of really great nuggets that we pulled from this one some of them um still applicable possibly for a lot of people's marriages um and also just what i love the most is how she is giving glory to god in the bible and how that looks for relationships and marriages and so enjoy number 128
3: with rose sex and marriage All right. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. I am just like uh, beyond the moon to be on here and talk about something that really is is near to my heart. Um, I have been married to my husband for about 16 years, and we just had a huge move. Uh, We moved from Southern California, uh, the place where I was born and raised and knew every nook and cranny of my city, to Central Arizona. (laughs) So, you know, you think of like, you know, just doing what God wants you to do. And we were in a season in our life and our marriage where we just needed a change. I'm sure you know about that stuff because you're moving soon. Um, And we were just like praying. And one night, you know, my husband's like, I'm just going to look at jobs. Let's just see what's out there. And he literally applied for like five jobs and had three interviews the next week. And I was like, Um, it's really happening. Um, and you know, I was a homeschooling mom, so I was a teacher for 10 years, um, pre kids and in the middle of some kids. And then I just had the, the the blessing to stay home for six years and homeschool and do the things and travel and do all the fun stuff. Um, and then when we moved here, I wasn't expecting to get a job, but a, a job at a Christian school opened up and I took it. And so all of my kids are now in school. I teach there, and so it's just been such a. I know it's insane. I am literally, literally like still finding my way. I'm like, okay, I've worked full time. I have kids. I do church stuff, like all the things. But it is such a, an amazing blessing because God is opening so many doors. And so my husband, who was a children and youth pastor for a few years back in Cali has all this experience working with kids. He's amazing. He actually got a job as a teacher's aide at a a school with kids with special needs and stuff and stuff like that. And then just got a promotion and they're promoting him to a middle school teacher for special ed. So it's like all the things, like the things that we worked hard, we'll talk about a little bit about that later, just hard things in marriage and your life and with your kids, you're just like, is there an end to this? And then God's like, here's the blessing and here's the blessing. And you're like, yes. So you know just things like that but it, it definitely is uh it's been a blessing so here we are in Arizona um yeah, I have yeah. a thir- 13 year old that is like a mini me she's just hilarious she's so tall a 11 year old son that plays club baseball so we are all about baseball and sports I know so all about that. <laughs> doing that and then we have a, a eight-year-old Avery and then my baby Addison is six so 13 all the way down to six and so um it's, it's a lot. And it's, uh, you know, you get pulled in every direction, but I think the most important thing in a family is your marriage. Like your kids need to see that you love each other. Your kids need to see that you work things out. They need to see that you're constantly like each other's, you know, friend and not like, okay, you're on that side of the house. I'm on this side of the house. Do you, do you and whatever. And then we'll meet up at <laughs> dinner time. <laughs> What's wow. in there? No. Like, you know, we, we vowed never to say the D word, you know, divorce in our, in our, family, our marriage or a family. And it it came up several times because I was like, we can't do this anymore. Like we're we need to get a divorce. And, you know, and it's like, um, we went through that really hard time and had to allow people to come speak into our lives. Like, you know, um, we had some pastors come and you're like super embarrassed because you're like, okay, we're the Christians here. Like, and we need help in our marriage, but it's like, that's what we, that's what we are. Like we're a family. Like we should ask for help. We should say, Hey, I need some tips and some help here. Um, and we should never feel ashamed to, to reach out to anybody. Like that is the biggest lie from the pit of hell, like that. We have to have it all together, even as moms, even as business owners and whatever, you know, all the hats we wear, it's fine to be like, um, hi, can I have some help please? Because I don't know what I'm doing. Like I have a 13 year old now and I'm like, I, I help, I need some help, please. And so you have to look to others to, to, you know, grow from, so uh i want to talk about this is what we have for today is intimacy is more than sex so that's the reason i kicked my family out <laughs> of the house cuz i'm like um let's talk about this so you know of course for me like getting married was like a big deal um just prefacing i was a virgin well we were both virgins together when we got married but i was like a complete virgin and he had had other relationships before so going into our marriage I had major issues like, you know, in intimacy, like, oh my God, he's thinking about somebody else. Oh my gosh. He's uh," like, I just like would like (laughs) in my own head, like be like, just tripping myself out on the thoughts. Right. So, um, that's something that we totally had to work through and talk with. And those things are hard because you don't, even with your spouse, like when you're getting to, to, you know, right. When you're married and you're getting to kind of know each other, you don't want to be like hello, I'm insecure, hi, like I, you know, are you thinking about so-and-so like, hi, like I feel like crap in this body, you know, just all the things, but it's so important to like be honest and be like, hey, can I just ask you something like, and be honest with me too, like, tell me the truth, don't lie, you know, um, but to me it's like, um, intimacy isn't just sex, there's so much more that there is in life to, you know, in your relationship, there's communication, um, and a bunch of other things that I have here, but and honestly too, like sex isn't the quick fix. Like, oh, if we have more sex, we'll be better. Like, oh, if we, you know, do this, then then all our money issues or all these discipline things with our kids will just disappear. Like, it is not a quick fix, and it's not just going to make everything better. That is one part. That is one little part of marriage. Um, but there's so many other parts. Um, what I love is about uh, about intimacy. It's that deep knowing of that other person. So it's like you're knowing their deep thoughts, their kind of like their intention, you know, their intentions, what they're thinking, their expectations, um, and you're you're just getting to know somebody like really deep. They see our flaws, like we see each other's flaws. They see our wrinkles. They see the cellulite. They see that area that you didn't shave. <laughs> like, for real. Like, you know, and it's like, um, and you know, with that, obviously you wanna be like pr- pr- uh, primed and proper, like when you go in the bedroom. You don't wanna be all like, hello, here's my hairy bush. <laughs> but you, know, you
2: wanna you
3: <laughs> like take it or leave it. I'm no, just kidding. Um, yeah, thank you so much. But but you seriously, like you wanna be like, take care of yourself and you know. Um, All of us know, like, it's super important to take care of your health, mental health. Um, All of that is so critical for your relationship with your spouse. And that should be like, you know, your marriage should be the glue that is holding your family together. They're judging us like, but they're like, no, they should be your biggest fan. They should be your biggest support. And that doesn't always happen like overnight, like you get married and you're like, we're like on this cloud. No, there is hard things. Um, because you know, there's kids involved, then there's, you know, if you're, you know, financial issues or financial things, then there's the house. And then there's, you know, the cooking, like all the things. And if you're not communicating expectations, like, Hey, babe, can you uh, unload the dishwasher while I go put the kid in the bath? Like, you know, if you're not, and you, come <laughs> yeah. out, you know what I mean? And you come out to the kitchen and he's like on his phone and you're like, um, what the hell? Like I asked you to yeah. help me. Like I'm over here, you know? So and, and that's, you know, that's on you. Yes.
0: If you're not the one, if you, if you expect something, but you don't tell them, you can't expect yes. someone to read your mind. So if you can't have those conversations, right. Then you can't, you can't have these expectations or you can't yes. react to your disappointment of them, not reading yeah. your mind and doing what
1: you wanted them Use to do. That voice. If you watch Kristen stories, it's my favorite part of her stories is she does a thing where every day there's something really good that it's like, and the hashtag is shit my family can't do. So whether it's like <laughs> all the dishes in the sink or the paper towel next to the holder yes. or like the whatever. But sometimes when I look at that, I'm like, oh, is that me? The toilet paper is not on the roll. <laughs> There's no gas in the car.
0: <laughs> right? You're like, oh,
1: okay. It's, okay. it's not yes. that the
3: toilet paper's not on the roll. It's that you haven't bought any toilet paper. <laughs> uh, uh, no. in the house. It's very subtle. Like, you know, sometimes it's just like, Okay, the the work we came and you're so busy and then you come to Friday and he's like, "Hey, hey, and like let's get it on." And you're like, um, bro, do you know what kind of week I've had?" Like, that <laughs> that you know, but it's it's the and it's also like um you know, we don't always want to have sex. Sometimes we're like, "Oh, but it's like if that's going to help meet his need and I have this on my notes, it's like we have to bring him pleasure. Like we have to bring each other pleasure. Yeah. Like and that's yeah. I have that going going into to more of the sex part, but it's like we have to get outside of ourselves. Like, yes, I'm exhausted. Yes, but I'm going to do this because I love you. And let's do it, you know, and not just out of duty, because I know what you're saying. I mean, our bodies change after kids. We might have hormonal issues. Some women like physically have issues down there that they cannot do it. So, you know what I mean? Like we have to find ways um, to please each other. And that's why I'm saying intimacy is not just sex because um, for Like, for example, loving the things he loves. If your husband loves to freaking go play softball. This is my husband. He loves to play adult softball with these guys here in town. And I'm like, why we're so busy? But it's like, it fills his tank. So I'm going to go support him and be like, yeah, babe, like you got it. You know, so it's like, that's helping fill his tank up and vice versa. Like if he knows, like you need a, you know, a a date night with your girlfriends, he's going to be like, yeah, I'll watch the kids, babe. I got dinner. Go do your thing. And guess what? You're going to come home all happy and want to get it on because you're like, bro, I love you. Like, what do you, how do you want, how do you want it tonight? You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but yeah. So, you know, and, and here's some of the things too, that I, I want to talk about is date nights. Like yeah. date nights is so freaking critical to a marriage and it does not have to be expensive. You guys, we've had little kids like toddlers and such. And we literally would like, good night, go to bed, put them down in bed. And downstairs we have like a movie on with a glass of wine or some popcorn. And we're like, this is our date night in this season of our marriage or outside in our backyard bonfire. And we just chill, look at the stars. Like it doesn't have to be expensive. You don't have to go to some fancy schmancy restaurant. I mean, that's awesome at sometimes, you know, if you want to go fancy and get a sitter and all that. But a lot of times when early on in your marriage, A, you're exhausted because you probably have a few kids, toddlers, babies, whatever. Um, And sometimes you're just broken. You're like, okay, we don't have the 50 bucks to go out to eat and then 30 bucks to pay the sitter. Like, so find inexpensive things to do Um, that, you know, um, another thing is I think every marriage, at least twice a year, you need a getaway. Like you're leaving your town. You're going to go get a hotel room for the night. They're not very expensive. You need to get away and just be together at, you know, for a night. leave the kids get a sitter and again that doesn't need to be expensive it could be hey let's go camping or let's do an airbnb um or like i said if finances are an issue have somebody take the kids for a night and stay in your own room your own house without kids for a night you know what i mean like it doesn't have to be like spending gobs of money but um it is super important so i um I have a story. We went to California to visit our family. And, you know, he was like, I really want to go to San Diego. My husband's like, I really want to go to San Diego. I'm going to book a, uh, you know, book a room for us. I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm thinking it's like me and all the kids. So I get like two beds, and then we're driving. And he's like, did you ask your mom to watch the kids? And I'm like, excuse me? He's like, yeah, San Diego, me and you alone. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I was like so excited. <laughs> I'm like, I, I better shave. I better take care of <laughs> myself. I better yeah. put on but like, it was so like, it was like a vacation in our vacation, but it was so important because it'd been a while. And we, we, you guys, it's like, we need that time, you know, to just kind to of be together and rest. If I'm like, dude, you want to go? And he's like, what? Like, it's like he's falling out of his chair because I'm initiating. And that's the thing too. Like women freaking get, yeah. let's go, like initiate the, the thing. Yeah. But, um, but this is it too. Like, uh, going to that is like, in the bedroom, when you're, when you're doing, or when you're whatever, talk about how you like it. Like, you like it like this? Hey, we did it like that, that wasn't my fave. Like, babe, I don't wanna hurt your feelings, but hey, like, we have to talk, I'm I'm being honest, like, you know what I mean? Like, we have to talk about the way we like it. Like, when, hey, when you rub my shoulders, I get really horny, so please do that. Like, hey, when you, when you kiss my feet, whatever, like, do, you do you, but, I'm saying, if you're not talking to him about it, he's going to think you like it this way and he's going to ask for that way all the time. And you're like, dude, I hate that way. And, but it's like, (laughs) (laughs) you never said. So like 12 years, he's been doing it like that. And you're like, PS, like, can we, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So uh, let's see. So sex. So do it often. Okay. I'm serious. Do it as much as you can, because it definitely helps you be on the same page. And there's, um, there's many studies of how like, when you guys are connected intimately and I'm not talking about like three times a day or whatever, but no. I'm talking about like at least three to four times a week, you should be having sex with your spouse. At least yeah. if it's more than high five. And if it's less than maybe you should talk about some things like, Hey, this, you know, whatever. Um, but talk about the expectations. Don't assume that, um, you know, Don't assume anything in the bedroom. You have to communicate. The longer you wait to have these conversations, the worse
0: it gets. The more awkward it is, the more difficult it is to have the conversation. So if you've been just like, oh, like just keep the status quo, right? Like, we'll just keep it going like it is because I don't right. want to have a hard conversation. And that's kind of with all relationships or any subject in your marriage that would come up, right? Like it's important to have the hard conversations because as soon as you get it out, like you'll just feel a weight lifted. It's yeah. Right. Better than you think, right? Like you're imagining all these worst case scenarios in your head, or I don't want to make somebody feel bad, or whatever. But right. in that, you're choosing, like, what is the saying? Like, if you don't change it, you choose it, right? So, yeah. like, yeah, but choosing to keep it the way it is, if, if you're not
1: willing to have the the conversation. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I that's think it's important too, because a lot of women, like, you know, without like stimulation they're not going to have an orgasm yeah. and if they like right. i don't know how they wouldn't know but i do know that a lot of women like i've talked to many women that are literally like yeah no he thinks i do and i'm like what what do you mean he thinks you <laughs> like if i'm you know like so yeah. like, i think that is important because there are ways to fix that
3: <laughs> yeah no definitely
5: and definitely
0: and too I, i'm sorry to keep interrupting no, it's weird on zoom like you're not in front of each other yeah. so you can but like we didn't address like trauma because that can be oh, like actual yes. trauma in someone's past. Also, can be like a real, you know, hindrance in even in a marriage in a relationship. Yes, and definitely. so it's really important. I feel like to be open and honest and communicate about those things as well, so that right. someone can just understand. Like it's not you it's this that happened to me, you know, and someone who loves you should be able to handle having that
3: information and be able to like treat you accordingly, you know, like, yeah, I'm always learning and growing about marriage. Um, there's this one podcast that I'm sure Steph, will give you the info to put in the notes, but it's called delight your marriage. And it is fire. Like I learned about it from some other friends. They're like, Oh yeah, this podcast. I'm like, where, what it's all about sex in a Christian marriage. And it, like blew my mind. I was like, what? Um, so with that said, you know, she's talking about oral sex and I'm like, um, I need to listen to that one. (laughs) So, and, and this goes back to, okay. So this goes back to like growing up, I grew up in a Christian home. Like, you know, we didn't talk about things like this. So, you know, I get married and my husband's like, Hey, can you do that? And I'm like, uh, no. (laughs) uh." So I equated that as like dirty, nasty, like wrong. Like what I got like wrong. So, I hardly, like, I hardly ever, not anymore, because I'm free. Hey, girls. (laughs) (laughs) But but no, no, so I listened to that podcast, and I'm like, mind blown, because she's talking about, like, dude, you are to please your husband, like, the Bible says, like, you guys are made for each other. Like, this is not dirty. This is totally biblical, like, and I was like, mind blown. So now, like, I've shifted my mind to, like, what I used to think. Dirty da, 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 whatever, and now I'm like, dude, this is for my man. Like, I'm teasing him. He's <laughs> he's, he's, he's not that he doesn't bring it up
2: necessarily,
3: it. <laughs> but I'm gonna be like,
1: oh, you seem to have this gleam
3: <laughs> in your eyes lately. What's <laughs> <on?" laughs> oh going Yeah, I was gonna say he's happy. Uh, no, so um, no, but like seriously, like you want your you want them to be happy and be like that. You know, like fulfilled. And so yeah, so yeah. I had to change my mind, and now I'm like now that I listened to that and got a little bit of freedom, I was like, all right, what are we doing tonight? Like, I'm like, it's, I'm like excited for it. I'm not like dreading it. Like I used to, you know, and And, you know, it's also, it's also a different season of our, of our raising our kids too. Our kids are big, like our baby's six. So you can, there's seasons you can't always like expect that kind of like you know, intimacy when you are nursing or breastfeeding. Like, I know when I was nursing my babies, I was like, Don't touch my boobs because like milk's coming out and you're turning me all up on them. Like, please don't touch that, you know. So it's like different seasons, but um, like I said, if he likes it a certain way, be like, let's go there and don't overthink it. And um, I love what Kristen said about um, if you've been through some hard things, like if you've been abused or just different things. You might need counseling or therapy to help you get through that because it's very hard. And like, like I said, in the beginning of my marriage, I was thinking like all these thoughts and it was like, I needed to just stop and talk things out with my husband. But if you need help, like, please get that because anything that's maybe happened to you before your marriage regarding sex, you're going to bring into your marriage. You know, you're, you're going to have that baggage Mm -hmm. emotional or whatever. So you need to like heal through that and he needs to respect you too and be like okay i understand you're healing through that so how can i help you what can i do um and so and that just can't be a a crux like if you've been hurt that way you can't be like well no we can't because i'm still working on that okay like work on it girl but then give your man what he wants because you know that's your husband you have to i mean i've heard of marriages where they've been like yeah it's been like two years we haven't had sex and i'm like what
0: next clips are from episode 142 tips for making fitness stick y'all know Steph and I love our fitness so here are our best laughs and our best tips also speaking of times where I wanted to use the f word okay I was like a (laughs) raging human being yesterday and I literally googled like when do you have PMS? Because I need to confirm. <laughs> <laughs> and it said 14 days before to seven days after. So I freaking have it the entire month besides the week that I have my period, I think.
1: <laughs> the funny thing was, is that this morning you texted me and said, good morning with a heart. And I was like, oh, something wrong no something was was right finally you okay and you're like yeah today today feel like you were crabby yesterday girl there's
0: a target and you weren't it you know like it's just like (laughs) one person grates on my nerves (laughs) even asher like he's like oh mommy i'm sorry you're in a bad mood and i'm like it's okay baby but i just know that it's not you i'm just in a bad mood you know like (laughs) I'm just in a bad mood, and this is how it's gonna be. And he's just poor little thing walks on eggshells, and I'm like, you know what? It, it, everything's okay. All right, mommy's just in a bad mood, and I'm just, I'm just letting you know so you know it's not you. It's just me. And he's he's like, like, I guess
1: I'll know to never do I don't anything like
0: when you're like this.
1: Or you're I mean, like this for twenty-one
3: of the 30s. Twenty-one,
0: um, and it was also didn't help. So I got my extensions moved up yesterday.
3: Girl.
0: Steph it hurts so bad it was worse than ever and I'm like this is like childbirth it's such (laughs) a good reward you forget how freaking much labor hurts and made you want to die last night I'm I legit I had to crumple up a pillow under my cheek and just have my cheek elevated so that (laughs) no part of my head touched anything except (laughs) air It was terrible. So that's another thing. Everyone has contacts stuck to their body at some point in my house. Like it might be, it might be, you might find it in your coat pocket. You might find it stuck. A lot of times they're stuck to the bottom of your feet. Um, Oftentimes, like you just look at your elbow midday and you have been carrying the contact. I mean, it is like a running joke. People get so annoyed in my house because I just chuck them out when I'm about to fall asleep. You're
2: annoyed
0: at us. Listen. Asher, all over yeah, place. everywhere. Asher was um <laughs> as, afraid the other night of under his bed. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. You're afraid of under your bed. <laughs> so I went and did a demo of the fact that you can't even fit a human head under the bed. You, you It's not a tall enough space, right? Like it's impossible. Yeah. And as I, like, awesome. as I like, as I like... You know, ridiculously, like banged my head, make proving my point. I just look under the bed, and it's just a contact graveyard under there. Because you know, I used to sleep in there, and there's just oh, like oh hundreds of dried up contacts Shut under up. the bed. They're everywhere. Yeah, I love um. your s- s- when you split your legs across the bench <laughs> and did some squats. <laughs>
1: Okay, so, so initially I didn't have bench down and I just was because I cannot, I can't clean the bar up, right? Because you're elbow right. <laughs> so I had to do Bulgarian split squats. <laughs> and which is not was, what
3: the picture was
1: <laughs> that was my strength before the wad right and so it was just so funny because then when I went back and looked too I'm like okay well I was trying to show that my abs are popping yeah because of the trim because obviously I've been doing the same types of workouts forever and yeah you know, da, 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 that's
0: what changed the trim is what <laughs> but changed. I, mean, I, I yeah. haven't
1: had like the actual packs yeah and so I was like oh I was taking a video and I took a still <laughs> <laughs> because i was gonna post the whole video but i like was way too close and so then i was like oh yeah. so you see me like get the bar off and then i like shimmy shimmy, <laughs> shimmy to the end of the bench <laughs> so that i can do the split squat on my oh, mat my that's god. like in front of the bench but oh my god that was so funny you're like wait you're splitting the bench <laughs>
0: <laughs> she just has her legs wide wide apart but and it looks like like splitting across the bench and I'm like does this bitch think that's a split squat? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh so gosh. Funny. It was is funny. He- also, when you work out with others, you release more endorphins. So this is what yep. makes you feel good, right? It's the endorphins after a workout is what makes you feel so darn good when you get it done. So either way yep. you're going to have these, but you actually release more when you're working out with other people.
1: Yeah. Um, And what you just like made me think of something like how you're like, oh, my gosh, you jumped up and gave me a hug and da da -da." I'm like, imagine people that are just going to work. They're not they don't have a morning routine. Mm -hmm. They're not working out. When's the last time they ever even worked out? Yeah. Like they're walking into work like, hey,
0: a bump on a log.
1: Is that what AJ says? Yeah. Bump on a log. Yeah. You know, like and that just seems sad to me. Like people that are like, oh, I just don't have the time. Like, oh, no, you have the time. Yeah. That's the thing. You gotta make the time. Yeah.
0: It's so important and so so good for you just not your physical health even your mental health right like it is yeah. so but maybe even more so for your mental health than your
1: physical health more for sure you yeah. also don't need to be
0: competing with Claire you know you can compete yeah, with yeah. yourself <laughs> Um, and that's also just it truly is just as motivating like I want to do this better than I did it before and you know it's cool yeah. to be now in my 40s and still oh, improving okay. and getting better and I just see like my friend Melissa she's in her 50s and she is a beast. She is amazing. It is so fun to watch. And so I just know that I can continue to get better. And that feels so good and so exciting.
1: So I actually read a magazine the other day. Mm -hmm. And I watched two TV shows this week.
0: Oh, can we talk about... okay Okay. listen the other night Steph's like I might actually watch some TV and so Jack came in and was like what are we gonna watch and I'm like well I don't know what you're gonna watch but I watch Kendra on top
1: I'm like wait what it's not rerun but still going and she's still on top oh my gosh oh my gosh it cracks me up (laughs) the only shows I know are the Kardashians yeah Kendra? actually I have not watched the Kardashians I can get down so with so the
0: Kardashians yeah it's yeah. over I mean
1: but it's over but it's the only show that I ever like actually watched <laughs> all of but yeah you're dying oh, laughing I was, I was like, like we yeah.
0: gotta talk about that that you watch Kendra on top you just start watching Literally. tv and like there's so there's never <laughs> been more options in the world like there's every <laughs> streaming I mean you can watch freaking anything you want anything this bitch picks Kendra on top.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, what is it? Oh, my oh God. I was going to say first wife's oh. club. That's not right. I
0: don't even no. know.
1: Oh but then God. I started watching the show, <laughs> C or oh, something. Yeah, you were talking about this. I don't know with what Batista. Is. Yeah. It's crazy. Like every single. Okay. Listen, everybody <laughs> that thinks I'm a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> Awesome. Number 144, lead by example. This is one of my favorite topics uh, as a leader in the industry. Sounds so <laughs> professional, uh, but these are some four of the best ways that you can lead by example. Happy Columbus no Day. That's
0: right. Happy Columbus Day. I was just <laughs> reading and it says, which I feel like I should know this, but it says, they stopped or it's it looks like it's in different areas some people still say columbus day some places don't observe it anymore um but it's because um he enslaved native americans so now they celebrate native americans on this day instead of christopher columbus so teach their own
1: okay
0: yeah teach their own happy whatever day of school happy whatever day it is for you (laughs)
1: I mean, it's still part of history. That's right. I can't, so
0: that? yeah. As long can't. as we're not
1: canceling history. Right.
0: Well, we are, but anyway. <laughs> um. Ah,
1: moving on to leadership today.
0: Leadership.
1: <laughs> One thing that is true about network marketing um, is a lot of people will pay a lot of money for mentorship, but when you join... A network marketing company, you're getting free mentorship, right? Mm -hmm, You're getting people's mm -hmm. time. And now you're, now you know how that goes too. Like, we give our time, like, all of the time. And it's, it's amazing and it's everything I love. But there's a lot of stuff about leadership and, you know, and it's not always the case. Like, People don't always get leadership and people, even if they do get leadership, maybe they're not coachable and, you know, all kinds of different things. And so, um, we both had kind of done a little bit of, um, you know, in our stories, like you know, do you have you done this before? Um, maybe are you interested? Do you just not know enough about it? You know, da, 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 those kinds of things. And so I was like, hey, well, I'll just talk a little bit about this book I'm reading because I had all of these pages dog eared or tagged or whatever that's called. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually have some notes. But then I also just shared with you, and it really just humbles my heart because I just added up my W-2s just from 2018, 19, and 20, just from Seoul. Mm -hmm. And that's not what's teaching at the gym, and that's not from the faster way, and now, you know, the collagen and stuff like that. But um, that number is $202,000, and... I mean, that's life-changing money, you know?
2: Mm Life-changing.
1: Like, I'm just so proud, and also... That was during a divorce, a separation, a a year and a half, of homeschool. Becoming a true leader is defined by four stages, basically. Mm -hmm. So those stages I'll go through kind of quickly, and it's model, motivate, um, mentor, and multiply. And so I was just going to kind of break those down a little bit um, and then kind of share like in my years of doing this um like what that mentor felt like to me so um first of all modeling right like when I always say like success leaves clues success leaves clues success leaves clues like you can tell when people are talking about how successful they are but they're really not Mm -hmm. you know like oh join me look at this I'm doing you know but you can tell like well are you like how how what is successful to you and not to downplay anybody like maybe it is very successful to you you know, to be just making any money yeah. or I don't know, like I'm, I'm not trying to also say that people are not doing a good job. I just want to clarify that. Um, but by modeling, like are you showing up every single day the way that you want your team to show up
0: leading by right? example?
1: Yes. Are you leading by example? That was in my asterisk. Like, are you showing up? Are you showing them that it's possible? Are you doing all of the things Um, We have to remember that we're probably advertising, we could be advertising something like anyone could do it with or without experience. And although that's correct, we can teach people as long as they're willing to put in the work, right. Um, But what that also means is that like, we're quote, hiring people who maybe are qualified or not qualified. Mm -hmm. Uh, We recruit people who were willing, right? So we always want to work with the willing. Um, And I'll talk a little bit about that in just a second. But you know, sometimes we know it's a numbers thing. A lot of people will maybe decide that they want to start a business like this and they won't even make it one day and then they'll never show up for themselves. Mm-hmm. And
0: and that could be I any kind of business or any kind anything. of goal. It doesn't have to be network marketing mm-hmm. or anything like yeah. that. And I wanted to say that I get convicted by this leading by example thing all the time because as you know, I never set out to lead anything. And I see you like leading my people, whatever that means, you know, people who have signed up with me and you truly showing up and leading by example and being on these calls that are at midnight, you know, (laughs) and I am either sleeping while I'm logged into the call (laughs) or, or I'm just not on it. And I am like, I don't know, I get like very conflicted in that. Um. But, and so I try to show up when I can, but also listen and know, like, again, like, like right now I'm sick and if I have the opportunity to go to sleep, <laughs> I'm yes. going to sleep and then I'm going to show up, you know, for something the next day or I'm going to watch the replay or whatever. Oh, um, gosh, yeah. But you do such a good job. I mean, you're literally on every last thing and I have been having lots of feelings like, oh man.
1: I'm oh, but also, I enjoy, and you don't enjoy that right. a super whole lot, but right. also, you're still leading by such an example because the great thing about this that we're doing is that there's two sides. Right. You're crushing it on the customer side and I'm only crushing it on the leadership side because
0: right. but I've you're been doing it
1: for but six you're, years. You're you're
0: running right on my heels. You're you're knocking my <laughs> shoes off the back of my heels um on you this run.
1: Back, <laughs> on this, you're right home. behind me. <laughs> what was really cute for me is when like then we were like, oh my gosh, well when we go to Salt Lake and we'll have to get another house and you're like, oh no, I think everyone should <laughs>
0: I don't even remember saying that.
1: <laughs> but listen, I am a 100% a firm believer. Like if you're going to go on a trip or a vacation with friends and their kids or whether it's friends like we just did. Yeah. Everybody should do what they are, what they want to do. Right. Like right. nobody should have feelings. And so just so you know, I never, ever, ever have ever felt like, oh God, well, she's not on a call. Like <laughs>
0: she's not a part of the team.
1: no not at all I mean I just have and honestly if this would have it's a timing thing right if this were to have happened while I was homeschooling and while I was doing all the things right there's no way right and so I I mean it's just that it's the timing the timing is right right now and there's gonna be times where I can't show up and you Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean so don't ever I mean I I love that we're able to you know, what, like when we say like, truly it is together, like it's together. Yeah. And I love your honesty in that. And the, our team loves it too because they're like yeah girl Kristen's hey. not here she ain't here it's it's
0: midnight and it's 9.04 you know like um, but I'm yeah. your, your girl's in bed I don't know what to tell you who's, who's on iPhone too? <laughs> we were on a meeting one night and they were like having everyone introduce themselves and I'm legit like in bed took my Ambien but I'm signed into the call but I'm not turning my camera on and Steph was like in charge of like calling out the names and I'm just like rage texting her like don't you dare say my name don't you dare say my name <laughs> You're
1: so cute because you'll be like, okay, goodnight. good night. Good like, oh, night. Okay, good night. Well, that's because it, my
0: ambient has hit me and I, there's no more staying awake. Yep. Like, it's just like, okay, that's <laughs> the end for me. <laughs> They're just letting That's you know.
1: It. And I just have to say, I had did not come into any contact with contacts. Well, I'm glad to all. hear that
0: because there it is just getting outrageous. They're I mean, worse. I swear it's maybe worse. I just was right before I walked over here, I just like flushed the toilet, turned around, looked. There's a contact just sitting in the toilet. Like, how did it not flush down the toilet? I have no idea. I got done working out yesterday. There's a contact just sitting on my pants, on my pant leg, and I f- just finished a workout like it doesn't even make (laughs) it doesn't even make sense that it's possible well number two
1: is motivate there you go so we have to motivate with no strings attached and um what one thing in the book it said how dare you put the pressure of your life and goals on someone else Mm
2: -hmm. (gasps) right Mm
1: -hmm. so (laughs) um but motivating part of that like we are so lucky that our whole team we're all everybody's motivated right and so but that doesn't always last like there's gonna be seasons and there are up and downs and so um but motivating also and I say this all the time like you'll see a lot of people that claim to be like oh women empowering and then but they're not they're only empowering people that like serve a purpose to them and so that's one thing that I'm super proud of that that's just not that just doesn't sit at our table Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. like Everybody helps everybody. We have people from other teams now like, oh my gosh, do you mind, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's fun. And then, you know, with no strings attached, there's like kind of another side of that. I'm a pusher. I'm a limit pusher. I push people out of their comfort zone because sometimes I see things in people that they don't see in themselves. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) a lot of times people, and this was where I sat for a very long time, that fear of abundance. People, Don't think that they can do something really, really, really huge, and so you know, motivating and and I think it's okay. Like it's okay to push even my great friend Amy or some of the people on my you know with the herbs. They're like, you make me so uncomfortable, but you're so right. Yeah, you know, and it's just because you don't want people to play small.
0: What I've been noticing is I get paralyzed by fear, so. when I hit a big rank or whatever it might be, like I get paralyzed by the fear of having to do it again. And what if I can't, or what if I can't ever get past that? Or, um, like it comes up for me so often, like a lot, a lot, because, you know, I hit that big rank in July and I've not hit it. I've not been able to hit it again. And I'm just, I just like get in my head, like imposter syndrome. Like you were just, it was a fluke. Like, you're never going to be yeah. able to do that again. You know, like this ugly voice, you know, it's like the little devil on my shoulder just starts telling me all these things. And then I get scared and then I just stop. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to post. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to reach a new audience. I do, And then I get like, you know, just like really, yeah. I don't know. It's just this paralyzing feeling. So I, you know, I, I, do there's different ways of need people need different types of motivation for different things it's not just like yeah you know someone's like being lazy it's like there are there are so many things that come up whether it's fear of abundance or imposter syndrome or all these different things that can keep us stuck
1: okay so motivate and then mentor so again success leaves clues and then it says numbers don't lie people do Ooh. so one thing that you'll hear a lot of times is fake it till you make it right mm-hmm And I'm like, no, talk about it. Be about it. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Um, Yeah. So it says numbers don't lie. People do. I trust what you can show me. So Mm -hmm. that's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it also says like, you know, it says this. It says the people who deserve your time will rarely ask for it because they're just going to kind of do it. And I know we've had that conversation. Mm -hmm. You're like, well, I don't. In the beginning, you're like, I don't understand. Like. You know, because I'm like, well, we'll streamline and we'll put this together and we'll yeah. do And you're like, why? People just need to find, you know, yeah, just, they totally just need to figure it, it out. <laughs> yeah. But it, yeah. So it says the people who deserve your time will rarely ask for it. Mm-hmm. But people also have to earn your time, like work with the working. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, but then also something that made a lot of really good sense was this. I would rather work with an underperformer who shows up every day mm. than an average performer who shows up twice a month. And I will say as in a leader position, mm. it is very frustrating for people that a are not coachable or B will take up your time and then never actually utilize mm. what you're sharing with no them or whatever, mm-hmm. no follow through. And so That has been something that I have definitely started to value my time with. Like, people are excited and they're showing up and they're doing the things and, you know, asking the questions and, you know, I would rather have a million questions than have somebody that doesn't value my time. Right. In every other industry, everyone is expected to show up every day. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if you're starting your own business and then you just completely give up on yourself, mm-hmm. why? You, right. you would rather work for somebody else's dream?
0: Well, that's mm. like expecting results from taking collagen once a week or not finishing yeah. the entire bottle and being like, oh, it didn't work for me. Well, no. Actually, yeah. you didn't give it the time that it, that it needed to work, right? And that's the same thing in your business. If you're only showing up part-time, then don't expect to be, you know. Yeah reaping the benefits of a someone who's showing up, you know, all day, every day. And I mean, there are definitely benefits to doing your own thing because you can, you can make your own hours, but it still requires your hours, you know, like yeah. just because we can work around our kids and we can, you know, have freedom to go on a vacation. Like we were still working. We were finding pockets
1: of time to get work done. Okay. And then the last one is multiply. And so this is, you know, something that It's very near and dear to my heart because um, one of the things that most attracted me to this business is the systems Mm -hmm. and the how duplicatable, duplicable, whatever the word is, how Mm -hmm. easy it is to duplicate. Like it's just right there for everybody. Um, And so that's huge. Um, Leaders who stop performing, stop growing. So again, continue to show up, continue to be proof, like continue to, you know, like if you're snoozing, everyone's snoozing, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then you have to be up in the times. And so something that I, used to hear like in my in some of my other businesses is they're like well it seems like things are changing all the time or you're you know Mm. it seems like this used to be the thing and now this is a thing and i'm like well i'm not the one writing the instagram algorithm i'm the one learning about it so either you can just give up or you you have to change with the change because that's Mm -hmm. what we're doing um so changing with the trends is a big deal All right, next we have
0: episode 183, KB's Mama. Not going to lie, it was hard for me to go back and listen to this episode. Um, We've already made you laugh, and now we're about to make you cry. So enjoy these little clips from um, a very special episode with my mom.
2: Set aside this time, Lord, that you have carved out... Because in your word, it says we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So Holy Spirit, we just ask you to invade Brenda's thoughts of how she is overcoming all of these past things. And that door is being closed and the Holy Spirit is moving forward. And her life has totally been changed by the power of of jesus christ through the holy spirit and we thank you lord for that we thank you we pray peace over brenda we pay, pray that calmness the peace that passes all understanding that, that she will be able to speak your words lord and we just thank you lord in jesus name amen
4: amen, amen. thanks so much diane thank you yes. i
0: guess that i'll just start by saying steph and i have talked you know, like over the past three years, a lot about, um, a lot of things we've shared bits and pieces of, but when it's not our journey or our story, we try to, you know, respect that even if it's happening in our family and, you know, you have shared so openly your, you know, your history with alcohol and your, um, sobriety journey now. And, um, I've talked on here about how we lost my cousin, Chad, um, to alcohol. Now I'm going to cry. Um, but I've always kept private the fact that my mom struggled as well for a really long time. And, um, she's here. I've like kept keep, um, changing her flight so that she can never leave. (laughs) She's been here for like, this is our third flight now that we've, um, rebooked. But so she's here and, you know, we had talked, I don't know, maybe six months into her sobriety about when she hit a year that maybe she would be willing to share her testimony. And um, she recently actually did, which I wasn't going to ask her because it was never something that was, like, openly talked about. Um, But once she, like, kind of put it out there, I thought, well, maybe now would be the time. She just celebrated one year on the day that she got here was her one year. um, Praise God. Yeah. Praise God. Um, and so on that day she was asked to share her, her, her testimony on the day of her one year anniversary. And I just thought that like, that is God, you know, that's not just a coincidence. And so she did it. And then she flew here that night, which was so wonderful because I was trying so hard to think of like how I could like celebrate her or show her how much, you know, how proud we were of her. And, um, So it was just great because then I just, I actually got to see her on that day. And now um, before she leaves, I just wanted her to be able to share a little bit of her story.
4: Another thing that was pretty traumatic in our family was that um, both my brother and sister had gone off to college. They were just a year apart. And my older sister um, originally was pursuing a career in fashion and merchandising And then um, eventually that changed to counseling. And my mom had even mentioned at one point, she thought about ministry. Um, um, So anyway, she went off to college and this particular year, um, she was going to come home for the weekend. And at the last minute she called and said she changed her plans. She had gotten invited to a dinner party by a friend and that she decided she was going to go to that and um, stayed up there. Uh, She went to the dinner party and quickly found out that this was basically a party that was um, the exploitation of women. Um, There were like, At this point, she was one of the last to get inducted into this basically uh, exploitation of women and uh, rape and um, and blackmail. Um, You know, it's just hard for me to even imagine what those days were like for her and the fear. Um, They at the party were told that um, they were all a part of this group. They um, were with the mafia that um, if they tried to leave, there were henchmen at the bottom of the door that wouldn't let them leave. Um, they were at an apartment. and um, that if they tried to go to the police, the police had been tipped off and paid. And, and if they were to go to the police, they would they would be killed. went back off to college that fall. and you know, in, in hopes that things were settling down, and uh, back off to college, and she and her friend Lisa had gotten back, and Lisa had gone um, out on a shopping trip. She was going to just head downtown um, to pick up some shoes and things, and um, it got later in the day, and she never returned. And um, prior to this, her friend Lisa, uh, who was a journalist student, said that she decided she was going to write a book about this man who had done this to them. And, uh, he had even been, um, he had even, they had even reached out to him to let him know about this for whatever reason, um, through his attorney. And she started writing this book. Um, and it, the book started out actually. And today a man walks free because Iowa at that point had recently changed their rape laws. And, um, anyway, so she had started writing this book and then I'll get back. She had gotten back to school, went down on a shopping trip and, uh, she never returned. And of course people were out searching for her and looking for her And, um, I believe it was like two days later, they found her raped, beaten, strangled body in a ditch near the town that they were going to college at. And to this day, um, they've never, they've never found out who did it. Um, you know, we were told that this man wasn't associated, um, with the mafia um, and and we'll probably never know, yes or no, it doesn't matter anymore. Um, but you can imagine the fear um, that was going on inside of, for especially for my sister, but just for all of us, there was just this intense fear. So on a particular day, I happened to have Chad at my house He was four and Kristen was two and we had played in the morning and I had just laid them down for a nap and, um, I, uh, got a knock at my door and it was a police car out in my driveway and it was the department of human services. And she had, um, made these charges official. And so they were, um, at my house and asked me to give them chad and they were going to put him in foster care so i went and i had to wake this little boy up from a nap and i had to hand him over and his words to me were branny branny don't let him take me branny don't let him take me and, um, they took him and, you know, we had no idea where they were taking him. Um, and he, um, was put into foster care and until maybe just a few years ago, um, he never really talked about it. But we were actually here at Kristen's house, and we were sitting outside around the pond, him, just him and I, and he told me, you know, it wasn't good there. It wasn't good there at all. But on um, February 8th of 1998, she decided she couldn't do it anymore, and um, she jumped off an overpass. Um. The thing about this particular overpass was it was the overpass that Chad had to drive under every day to go to college. Every day. This is kind of a constant reminder. But this beautiful, loving, strong light of a young man persevered and went on to graduate magna cum laude as valedictorian of his class and went on to pursue a finance major um, in the cities in minneapolis minnesota and uh you know it takes more than just knowledge really to to be good in that game he had a talent Mm -hmm. and from what we were told he was good at what he did. Um, and this young man became went on to become very, very successful. But I think that we all know in this life that you know it's not all about success. Because his heart just yearned for honestly, my dad. And um you know, for the losses in his life, the big losses?
0: I had so much, I was so activated at the end of this recording. And so I just wanted to like, I've gone through like this whole gamut of emotions after listening to my mom share her story. Um, Initially, I will say, and you you may be, I know Steph was able to kind of like read it on my face as we were recording. And I know that I probably sounded like I wasn't able to really like pretend like how I was feeling. So yeah. when I'm in responding or when I'm breaking in, I'm sure that in my voice you can hear I don't it was frustration. I just felt triggered. I'm not going to lie like while she, while my mom was sharing her story, which is makes complete sense if you're me. Yeah. And it also is really unfair to my mom because I shouldn't be deciding how she shares her story or what parts of her story that she shares, right? So I was getting frustrated that she was sharing like Chad's story. But I know now looking back, just, I I was able to see it like within just a very short time after we stopped recording was just that like, she needs to get this part of her story out. And she's never shared the story. In fact, like much of that, you know, like I was, you could hear me like crying at the beginning, like some of that stuff I had no, I didn't know. yeah And it's a very, you know, like I knew bits and pieces, but I was little. And so that stuff wasn't really shared with me. well I'm
1: so glad it wasn't.
0: Yeah, exactly. She did yeah. it was the right thing by not sharing that with me, but yeah. um so it was just so important for her to get the background of the story, you know, and she's never been willing to share this story before. And you know, it's her testimony and it's her life and it's her journey and she gets to share it exactly how she wants. But what I recognize is that now that she's been willing, you know, you've heard me all these all these years really saying, like, you know there's this struggle in our family, but it's not my story to share. Well, I feel like this feeling now that now that my mom has come and shared her story, now I can share my story. And it was almost like I was wanting her to share my story. And that's not her job. Her job yeah. is to share her story and however she wants. But now I feel like I have this freedom to be like, okay, my mom's an alcoholic. And this is what it was like for me. And this is what I went through. All right, next up, episode 188 with Courtney Lantigua. Uh, You make sense. My favorite thing that she says. Um, So this is all about the nervous system and anxiety and learning how to understand yourself, really. So check out Courtney on episode 188. It was just such a blessing to have her here and to just, I don't know, everything that she has to say, just makes so much
5: sense. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What is trauma? Okay. I love this question because there's so many misconceptions around it. Like mm-hmm. everyone thinks that trauma is these big God awful events, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. they don't, they can be, but most often it's the really subtle things like having a hypercritical mom. Or feeling like you're always disappointing your dad, right? Like feeling not good enough. Like those are the things that actually keep us in a chronic state of self protection. Because if you think that your mom's gonna come in with some critical comment, no matter what you do, then you're always on guard for that, right? Mm -hmm. And your little nervous system can't handle that. And so Mm -hmm. basically, I wanna clear up the definition of trauma. Trauma is not actually in the event. It's what happens inside of you because of the activating event. So it's really anything that happens too much, too soon, um, sometimes even not, not enough, like mm-hmm. in, the, in the cases of neglect, mm-hmm. um, or too fast, okay? And so it's basically, it's happening, and it overwhelms the system to the point where the body can't process it. So like, if you just are getting nagged all the time and it's too much for the system and the system's like, oh, I can't find relief no matter what I do, it doesn't work. It overwhelms the system in that way and the system gets stuck. But I like to use examples like, um you know, a like being in the military. I mean, this is a very obvious one, but it just yeah. helps to paint the picture pretty well. So if there's some sort of like, you know, suicide bomb that goes off unexpectedly, right? That happened too soon and too fast. So you didn't expect it. um, And your nervous system was caught off guard by it so much so that it couldn't escape the threat. So we're talking about those fight or flight responses, right? There was no way out of the threat. It overwhelmed the system. The system cannot process what's happening in that brief moment. And internally, the nervous system kind of gets frozen there, kind of gets stuck. Yeah. And so forever from that point on, the body is trying to get out of that state of shock, essentially, mm-hmm. um, and it causes overwhelm to the system and puts you in a perpetual state of fight or flight. Um, and, and in some cases, what we would call shutdown, um, mm-hmm. which is the dorsal vagal state of the nervous system. Um, so again, like most of the time trauma is actually more subtle than what we even think. It's just these, these situations where we feel so overwhelmed in our bodies. And so that's why really, uh, two people could be at the same event One Mm -hmm. person can be traumatized and one person can be totally fine because for one person, it didn't happen too fast. And they were actually, their body was able to process what happened and was able to make them feel safe afterwards, like get them a resource. Um, But the other person was uh, not able to do that. Their body was so overwhelmed by the experience that it shocked the nervous system to the point of keeping them stuck in a self-protective state. How do you define anxiety? Yeah. So I tell everybody that anxiety is like your body's way of alarming you. So think of an alarm system in your house, right? Like if it um, detects a burglar in the house, it's going to start sounding the alarm. And you're not going to go and take a baseball bat to the alarm system. You're going to be like, oh my gosh, there is an intruder in my house. We've got to get the intruder out. Let's call the cops. Let's whatever, right? Yeah. And so what people don't understand about anxiety is they're always trying to treat that symptom of the alarm going off in their body. They're trying to distract themselves. They're trying to you know, you know, know, take something to make their mind not think about it. But really all they're doing is hiding what the body's trying to do to help and yeah. they're stuffing it down. And so you're going to have a more massive reaction of it later. And you didn't even solve the problem. You didn't get the intruder out. Right. So yeah. what I want you guys to start to think about is really anxiety is your body's way of saying something is wrong in my environment, in my um, relationships, could be in, um, you know your internal system, even like um, in the instance I, I am, I've been in mold toxicity before, and that makes you really anxious. And that's because there's an intruder in your body. In your right? body, wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so it it's there's so many different ways that you know, and for a lot of us, it's like it's I don't feel safe at my job because my boss is toxic. I don't feel safe in my home because. Um, I don't feel like my husband trusts me, or I don't feel safe to speak up or be seen. And all of that makes sense. And so anytime you try to get on an Instagram live, right. Or, um, get on your stories and you feel the anxiety come up, that's your body going, it's not safe. It's not safe. Why? Because some past experience has told your body it's not safe to be seen. Seriously process the trauma that holds it. Does that make sense? It does. And because like you recognize, oh, cigar
0: smoke used to signify something different to me. But like once it's processed, then you can kind of like move past that and be like, oh, but, but that's not where I live anymore. Right. I'm not there anymore. Um, And that's like, that's like the thing. Like that's where the the work happens. That's where the healing happens. Um, Yeah. You know in all the things that I've tried, the, the, the talk therapy and the, um, other, you know, life coaching and, you know, going to this counselor and that counselor, like I, I never got, we never got to that or they weren't trauma informed or, you know, whatever. Like it was never, this healing never happened. Sure. I could vent my problems. Mm -hmm. Right. But they were never connected to anything. And it just was like this, okay, this is my problem today. It's not connected to anything from before. And, oh, well you could, you know, you could write some affirmations and maybe you'd feel better, right? Like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: okay. But I, so of course I felt, did it feel good to like vent the problem? Yeah. I got it out and said it, but no real, no, obviously no healing happened. We didn't mm-hmm. get to the root of the issue. So therefore, I mean, all those things just, you know, came along with me. Um, it's yep. just been so amazing too. And I love when we start talking, like we'll start talking about one thing. And then something you say makes me think, and I'll be like, well, I don't know why I'm thinking about this right now, but I'm thinking this and you, it always makes sense to you, which is my other favorite thing. It, it all started in Nashville when you told me I made sense. And I was like, what? Thank yeah. you. And it's like, you, you say it all the time. Like that makes so much sense. And it's so comforting to know that whatever it is that you're going through, you can find the reason for it, the root of it. And you make perfect sense. And it's just, again, it's just so comforting uh, to be able to feel like, okay, I'm not crazy. I make sense. And we can do something about it. Like there's actual work that can be done. So that is just my favorite part of
5: all of this. Okay. This is important for everyone here. Pause what you're doing. Listen to me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 80% of the information exchange between the brain and the body comes from the body to the brain, which means the body's Mm. running the show. If you are over here, you're feeling anxious because you're smelling cigar smoke that reminds you of something that happened when you were 16 and you're over here going, telling yourself, calm down, nothing's wrong, whatever. Mm-hmm. The body is driving the car. Like it is that's... the one that's driving the anxiety. You are only helping 20% of the problem so if you're just saying, calm down, right? Like mm-hmm. it, if you're missing it, it's misattunement. Really, because you're like, no, you have every right to be scared in that situation, according to your body. And it's going to make sure that you're doing exactly what you need to do to to stay safe.
2: Whoa, that's huge.
5: But the thing is, is your body, in order to feel safe, it needs context, choice and connection. Okay, okay. So context is the big piece we're giving you in the program by teaching you all of this information. Yeah. If if you don't understand it, if you don't know that you make sense, then your body's going to be like, what are we doing? I don't want to do this. And it's going to be so guarded that we're not going to get anywhere in that deeper work, right? But then also said you need choice. And that is a huge component of anything that's trauma-informed because in trauma, you didn't have choice. If you had choice, you wouldn't have been traumatized, Okay. So choice is so important. That means your ability to tell me this is too much or your ability to say, I don't want to do that or to say no or any of that. And then you also need connection. You need safe space with someone else to, to feel safe enough in your body to do that deeper work.
0: All right. And then we also had episode 191, uh, Naked and Afraid. So if you've never had a massage and a body scrub on a morgue table at a dog washing station, you will enjoy (laughs) listening to this episode. (laughs) You have to be naked. Like literally, you have to be naked to go into this one area, right? So it's like there's There's showers in there, which are required to shower before you go anywhere else. And then there's, like, some jacuzzis, and then that's where they do some... So, she's like, we got to do the body scrub. I've heard they're amazing. You got to do a body scrub. So, the body scrubs happen in this naked room, okay? Okay. So... I'm like, oh, okay, so we're just standing at our locker together. I'm like, well, so we're doing this, huh? And she's like, yeah, I guess we're just doing it. And this, there's a lady in there. She's wonderful. And she's like, listen, she's like, you're going to walk in there like all timid at first. And she's like, I'm going to see you a half hour from now. And you're going to be like on the place naked. You don't care. And she's <laughs> like, there's people everywhere around me walking around naked, right? And she's like, listen, no one is looking at you. No one can. And I'm like, ma'am, I'm looking at everybody. <laughs> okay, I can't not look like it's like a car accident. I can't right. not look everywhere. I look, there's just another naked body. And I'm like, Oh, wow. Oh, I, I've never seen you know. that before. Jeez. Uh, that's different. Uh, so I'm like, okay, so we take off our clothes. They literally give you a freaking hand towel. Okay. So you have a hand towel to use. <laughs> yeah. so I'm like, I need, can I not get six? Guys. How many <laughs> are you allowed to have? Yeah can I just cover my eyes? (laughs) Tie this around my forehead so I can cover my eyes. So I'm like trying to hide behind this freaking tea towel and no one else is doing that. Sonia's got two, she's hanging it over her shoulders and covering each one boob. (laughs) I'm like, okay, well, but then you get in there and there's no place, you can't have your towel. So you got to like ditch your towel. I am just literally looking at just Naked women just laying out on these metal tables. It looks like a cross between a freaking morgue and a dog washing station. Okay, I'm horrified. I'm absolutely horrified. There's just naked women laying on these tables all together. All the people in the jacuzzi area, all the shower area, can all see the people getting there. So some are, some are on their back, some are on their stomach, some are on their side. Some of their legs up in the air. Some of their butts up in the air. Some, like, I don't know what is happening, but I know that I've paid for this service and I've signed up to have it done in the next few minutes. And I'm just and like you panicking. you do like,
1: the things. You have You got
0: it. You got to do it. Oh my gosh. So, so are you they call?
1: like, you're getting your wax?
0: I'm uh, just about, I mean, just, I wasn't specifically on my hands and knees at any point, but listen, <laughs> so you need to understand metal. Imagine a morgue table, right? There's just like bunches of them, just a whole bunch. And so then the lady will come and get you. Also, they're wearing like a sports bra and shorts, but like terrible shorts that come below the belly button. Right. So like they're they're. It's just OK. So anyway, anyway, they come call our numbers and we like they're tough for, okay. There's a language barrier for me. You know, this, I don't understand what these people are saying to me. So this is going to make it a hundred times worse. that I'm already panicking about that. I can't even talk to the people with the nails. Okay. So, so we're both just butt ass naked. Okay. And we're just, she, I think she tells me face up. I think she says face up. Yeah. And I I, I got that. So I laid down face up. She slaps a washcloth over my eyes. So My entire body is out in the open, except my eyes are covered up, okay? So everybody else can see us, but I can't see anybody else. Okay, fine. So she starts scrubbing, right? Like I'm talking like epidermis is gone. We're down to the dermis (laughs) at some point. Like I'm like burning. My entire body is burning. She is scrubbing. Eye
1: brushing.
0: Like it's a glove, but it's like, well, no, my body was wet. At some point. Okay. So anyway, she's scrubbing, scrubbing, scrubbing. Like I'm talking this thing lasted 70 minutes. So she is really getting in there 70? scrubbing. 70. So it was supposed to be like a massage, a body scrub, a massage and a facial all in one. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. So at some point she's scrubbing, scrubbing. I can't see anything that's going on. And then just a, she will dump a bucket of water on you. You don't even <laughs> see it coming. Just a bucket of a warm water just floods your entire body. Okay. So that's alarming. Like I don't know what's going on. So now this freaking metal table becomes a slip and slide, right? I got oil on me. I'm on a metal table. She's asking me to like, she's telling me to get on my side. I have no idea what she's saying. And I'm like, I I like whip the thing off my washcloth off my face. And I'm like, I don't know. I I'm sorry. And she's like, motioning to me and pushing my body and maneuvering my body well so then she has me on my side and she's like scrubbing my leg and then she flips open my leg okay so now i'm literally spread eagle on my side on the table i know everyone can see me <laughs> this, this, I'm like, what is me. happening she is doing the same thing i believe me i took off my washcloth and checked on her a couple times and she was she was all the same things were happening to her I'm telling you, every inch of my, there was not an untouched inch of my body that wasn't exfoliated. You'd
1: be surprised if you weren't pregnant.
0: (laughs) I don't still know if I'm pregnant. I could be. It was that, it was that intimate. Okay. She was all up in every area. Are you
1: going back?
0: Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'd probably go back.
1: I feel like it's, yeah like i feel like but, no, I but okay to do
0: that. then so then there's women so they offer a, a v steam mm. are we on the same page
2: here
0: uh-huh uh, okay so i was like oh that's you interesting steam
1: before waxing because that's a good idea
0: mm. i wonder if that would help and you would i don't wax anything. anymore well I-, I looked like i had a disease at some point <laughs> Those ingrown hairs are no joke.
1: <laughs> I'm like, why would I do that again? Like, literally, why? ripped that hair from the depth of my soul, dude. And then, like, you got that in between looking like a what were we saying? Like, you look like small. Like, you look like a I don't know. There's three again.
0: stages of hair growth. So oh. it's like you got them coming, one poking out over here, one over here, one down here. Oh, it's ugly. It is ugly. I think I but did anyway.
1: it in time and never again.
0: Oh, I did it way too many times. And I bought so many packs. I probably still have 30 waxes at European Wax Center. I ain't never going to use them. Um, but anyway, so there. So we look, we walk by the V-Steam room, wide open. So all these women, it looks like some from Handmaid's sale. They're sitting on buckets with a hole. And then they're covered in like a pink thing that only their head sticks out. So then this pink thing goes over top of the bucket with a hole. And they're just all sitting there talking to each other having their v-steam steam right right so that was interesting <laughs> like yeah we're not doing that.
1: all right you guys and then number 198 365 of sobriety um i just wanted to thank you uh and all of our listeners and all of the people that continue to help me want to stay sober The Holy Spirit has been so overwhelming just the last two to three days that this could have just been the same story that I've always told. And the story that I've always told has nothing to do with the reasons of why. Right. Um, So I'm going to share things that I've never shared. And mainly, to be honest, because I didn't remember. I didn't know why. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've said on here many times, like, what came first, the drinking or the problem? You know, right um and I just want to start by saying you know thank you to everyone who's been so supportive thank you to the people who make me want to be sober um yeah you know thank you for even a lot of people that don't understand they're just you know or they're they're drinkers or, you know whatever I, I joke with a lot of my friends like man if I was still drinking we'd be in. Tr-, you know what I mean yeah um and but I also want to address um you know many people have asked me just recently even too, like. Well do you think you were an alcoholic and the answer to that is no. Um, and so I guess I'll just kind of start from where I wanted to start. Um, yeah. A lot of what I've shared in the past just had to do with me. Oh yeah, I had two DUIs oh yeah, I did this yeah, I did a lot of cocaine yeah I did da, 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 but I never really truly shared why um, and mainly just to protect other people and you know I'm like it's not my story to tell, but it is too yeah. like it mm-hmm. is also my story. I have shared, you know, that I was raped when I was 15 years old and, yeah. um, I, yeah. like, I started to realize that there are years of my life that I don't even remember,
2: yeah.
1: um, after that, like, I know my mom like battled for me, um, and I know that, like, I went to rape crisis center, um, went to like some counseling and things like that. But like in the memory that I have right now, it feels like I went a f- couple of times. I'm sure I went many times. Like, I don't even know. Yeah. Um All I know is that like, then on my 16th birthday, I got trashed, you know? And I remember it was like a thing with my parents, you know, Mike, my dad, my stepdad was like, she's going to go out and get in trouble, you know? And she was like, no, we have to trust her. And, you know, um and I did. And I came home and I was, gone I drank a number of 40s and that was like when it started for me um the guy that raped me like the very following week was also arrested for attempted murder um and so I think just for a really long time because it was actually my best friend's boyfriend and at first she didn't believe me until the other people that were there and saw me come out of the house you know like just were like no like we remember when she came out i i know that i was hit by one of the other guys um a lot of these things but a lot of it i did block out and i just remember like always kind of being like well i was at the wrong place at the wrong time you know like i shouldn't have been there um and so i know that i i just like is the first time that i really got drunk i just remember being able to like escape
0: all of that. I think I can see the joy on your face and I have seen the change in you. And yes, I did know all of those things. And, you know, you, you truly have just become just a different person in so many great ways. And like you said, like you were just always having to be so strong to the point where you couldn't All the other parts of you couldn't be present and couldn't, you know, come out because you were so busy being tough and strong and everybody thought, well, like you said, no one checks on the strong one because you, you just exude this, like, I don't need anybody. I can do all (laughs) this on my own, you know, and you're just like a gentler, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, you're just like able to be calm
1: it's real weird
0: it's real weird
1: yeah (laughs) god truly is so amazing and i i'm not gonna say i'm an alcoholic because i'm not gonna own that label i um i again for some people you know aa and those programs they work for them Mm -hmm. um but i also believe in and not owning a label like that Mm -hmm. um just like with the anxiety or the that you know um and so anyways like now even when i made a post yesterday it said well it said won the eve (laughs) jay said babe do you know it says won the eve of my you know um but i was gonna say i finally made it to 365 and then i was like no dude like on the eve of my first year sober yeah you know um and like as we were chatting today before i recorded jay and i you know i'm like man i mean like i was a blast and he's like you're still a blast (laughs) you know like and um just again how grateful we are that i'm like oh my gosh we remember everything we've mm. said to each other yeah. we've never woken up angry or upset or wondering like oh i wonder when i blacked out yeah um or whatever like you know, some of these very, very, very serious conversations we've had could have been taken so differently. If you were drinking the day before or three days before, and then you're, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, there are so many things. And so like now being on this side of it, of being day 365, you know, like now I'm just so excited to continue to share, um, like maybe the things that I start to remember more, or, you know, I'm sure I need to unpack, some more surrounding the rape and all of that. Um, But really God has done so much of that work for me just in like revealing, you know, many, many, many things over the last year. Um, And, you know, I just, if no one's heard me talk about some of these things, some of the real great things that have happened for AJ um, is that he's so proud of me. Mm -hmm. Um, And, when I started my businesses back then, my why was always, you know, him and I just want my, my son to be proud of me, Mm -hmm. but it's not really his job to be proud of me. You Mm -hmm. know, like it's my job to be proud of him, but he is so proud. And so like on my birthday weekend, when we went to St. Pete and we did that, you know, that little dinner cruise thing. And they said, okay, now, um, all right, now kids send your parents up to the bar. You know, they deserve these drinks or, you know, I can't remember exactly what they said. Everyone's, here something about
0: because of you yeah because, because of, of you, you guys yeah
1: yeah because of you guys and you everyone needs to come up here or whatever and he's like nah, uh-huh. my mom. she doesn't drink yeah and i'm like that's wild because i just remembered how impactful it was when you shared like my my kids yeah. haven't ever seen me drunk or don't remember yeah. me drunk
0: yeah
1: um and so that's just something that i um because I know that he is so like me, yeah. I can guarantee you he was already stuffing stuff down, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because again, when I was when everything around me was good, I was good. Yeah. But when everything around me was broken, I was broken. And so he knew. Yeah. He could see that pain. I know he could. Yeah. Um, because I see the pain in other people if you're listening and yeah. you have struggled again, like people that don't have a problem, don't wonder if they do. So if you've been oh thinking God. about it, you just don't think there's any way possible that you could. I mean, I'm still around some big partiers and yeah. I love them. Yeah. I still hang out with them and I yeah. will still go, I'll still go to the club and I'll dance yeah. and I'll do all of them. I'll go to the all inclusive and you know, whatever. Um, but just remember this, if you're doing it, if you're drinking, because you're trying to numb your kids know that they do. they see it, they know it, they feel it. Um, and, uh, you know, like if it's a coping mechanism, like
0: Mm -hmm. drinking should not be a coping mechanism. If you're drinking to forget about something or, you know, drinking, because you can't, handle staying in your reality, then what really needs to happen is you just need to really start working on your reality, you know, through whatever, you know, whether that's finding a coach or a counselor or a church or, Mm -hmm. a, you know, just someone who can, you know, just be that person for you that you're able to, Yeah, I don't know, drinking is only masking the problem and your problems won't get smaller
1: the more you drink your problems sure. will get bigger yeah and even if you're a once a week drinker like i was for the most part yeah. like you, it was at once a week and i was getting it in.
2: yep yep <laughs> and
1: then it's last it's in your system for at least that full week so mm-hmm. then as it starts to leave your system then it's like oh it's just on fridays now it's friday again and now you're wasted right you know right. and now it's there again um and it takes a long time so the app that i was always using is called reframe for me that was all i really needed and what i love the most about it is it tells you the science it tell, it talks about the culture and the pressure and how it's glorified and you know all of those things and yeah you know again i'm not judging anybody because there's a lot of people that can you you can have yeah. a drink or two you know yeah um and maybe that's something that down the road i could do again but i just i won't